time it is. That's right. It's time for the Tardy Tardis, the only podcast that doesn't come to you from a parallel universe. I am your host, Mark Turcotte, and joining me as always, my kindergarten classmate, Mr. Chris Maselli. Chris, what's up, man? How we doing tonight, my good friend? Um, I have some notes at the end, and, and one of them, I just like shocked me and i feel kind of stupid i'm gonna uh, well i'll put it off until later and that'll okay. be a reason for people to uh tune in to the the notes section of the but i don't think we've ever mentioned this before really and it, and it revolves around david Tennant. but um hmm. maybe you I, I don't think harry you potter have... he's in harry potter it's harry potter is it harry potter is it really you didn't know he was in harry potter we'll get to that later oh I had wow no idea yeah. Wow. Well, what's up, everybody? Thank you here for <laughs> tuning in to the Tardy Tardis. We are a Doctor Who podcast, and we are working our way through the Doctor Who series. So thank you if you're a first-timer here. If you've been listening all along, thank you so much. Uh, quick housekeeping here before we get rolling. Don't forget you can follow us on Instagram at Tardy Tardis Podcast or follow us on Twitter at Tardis Tardy. And you can email us at the Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com, just like Thomas did. And he said, hello. I'm a new listener, and I'm enjoying the podcast. Keep up the great work. I find you both funny and great hosts. I love Doctor Who, and it is very British from the get-go, beginning, and I'm British myself. He says, will you be watching or discussing classic Who in the spinoffs, Torchwood, the Sarah Jane Adventures, and Class? Thanks for reading. Sincerely, Thomas. What's class? I never even heard of class. I don't know. And, it, and it, this is like scaring me because I just feel like the further we go, there's more <laughs> spinoffs that like this. I, I think when we first started this, like the, the initial intent was like, we'll get through, you know, this reboot, so to speak. And, and see what it's all about. Yeah. <laughs> but maybe do like the old one uh, if we get around to it. But now like. I think it, we we planned it out. What do we say? Like three and a half years. If we did one every single week, and we've missed yeah. weeks, but if we did uh, f- to catch up to where it is right now with season eleven, didn't we say it'd be like three and a half years or it something was, like yeah, that? Yeah, it's a long time. Yeah, yeah. this is this is gonna go like infinite now. And like, the old, the old Who is only those are like thirty minute episodes too, right? Oh, and I didn't know that. Oh my god, the seasons are like twenty five episodes like, or something like that. Yeah. They're huge those seasons. Right. Yeah, we'll be doing this for. I think so we'll be in like nursing homes and <laughs> we'll have our, our computers yeah. and microphones set up. Uh, but who knows? I don't, I don't know, Thomas. Like I would love to, you know, do those at some point branch out. I mean, we've even talked, some people have been coming to us saying, hey, you guys should set up a Patreon or something. I don't know if we're going to do that. I mean, that may be something down the line we could do. Maybe we could kind of integrate some of that in. I mean, we've already been talking last week about the rab.it the rabbit maybe watching some of the episodes oh, yeah. live. So uh, we'll see. But thanks for the email, Thomas. I appreciate it. And again, email the show, guys. We, we love be even being corrected. If there's something you want to correct us on, uh, even email us. It's already mm. podcast at gmail.com. But Chris, this episode, we are talking about the rise of the Cybermen, um, <laughs> which is part one, I guess, of, of an episode, essentially. Right. right? This is our, our another two-parter. Um, before yeah. we go into the plot, or should I do the plot first? You want the plot first, or do you want to give me your impressions? Do... Well, Give me your impressions, because we usually okay. we usually start off with that. So, in the grand uh, scheme of season two, David Tennant, we're we're in the Tennant, you know, season here. He's he's our yep. doctor right now. Yep. How you feeling? Well, uh, I want to get the full experience first, so I yep. want to get part two in. Uh, but if we're just basing it on this, 
not up to the girl in the fireplace, in my opinion. Yeah, no, I, I, I agree. And, and, and only because I feel like this is just a big setup for what's to come, like what the sequel is. Like any good movie, you know what I mean? Like they leave you hanging. But I think a lot of it was um, was focused on the fact that they were in a parallel world and mm-hmm. and Rose and Mickey and their parallel lives and all that stuff. I thought it was a little bit too focused on that and um, – not enough on like the TARDIS losing its like basically dying, yeah, which is like a big deal, but it just kind of then gets it was brushed just kinda, the carpet. Yeah, much. like and we'll get into all this stuff, yeah. but I think because of those uh, because of those reasons, like they weren't they weren't really like focused in on one thing, and and you don't get the Cybermen till well, I mean you get them in the very beginning, you don't really see them. They don't really have meaning until the very end. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So it's not like they had a big role in the in the episode. So um, it was still really good. One would say by having them come out at the end, it might be the rise of the Cybermen, I think is what you might uh, say. (laughs) Hence the title. (laughs) But let's dive into it. Let's talk about the plot. So here's the plot. We're going to give, we started this last week. We got some feedback from you guys. Everybody seemed to like this format for the the show. So uh, here we go. The TARDIS lands by mistake in London on a parallel Earth. The trip has caused all of the TARDIS, or, or, I'm sorry, the trip has caused all of the TARDIS, apart from a small power cell, to die. The Tenth Doctor energizes the cell with some of his own life force. The cell needs 24 hours to fully recharge before the Doctor, Rose, and Mickey can return home. Rose is shocked to see a billboard with her father Pete's picture on it. Mickey decides to head off on his own and try to find his grandmother, who died in his universe. The Doctor and Rose discover that most of the population of London wear earpod devices that feed information directly into the wearer's brain with Cybus Industries, which owns Pete's company, Vitex. Meanwhile, the head of Cybus Industries, John Lumick, tries, John Lumick. And, f- <laughs> Lumick, uh, <laughs> tries and fails to gain approval from the president of Great Britain for his plans to upgrade humanity by placing their brains into metal exoskeletons. Unknown to everyone else, Lumic has already been secretly turning homeless people into cyborgs. Cybus <laughs> is being investigated by a group called the Preachers, who have been receiving secret information about Lumic's technology. Jake Simmons, one of the Preachers, witnesses a group of homeless people being taken to, or to, taken to be converted and goes to collect help. Jake finds Mickey at his grandmother's house and confuses him with his parallel counterpart, Ricky. Hey. Jake takes Mickey to the preacher's base where Ricky and Mickey meet. (laughs) (laughs) Ricky, Mickey meet. Uh, After some initial distrust, Mickey decides to join the preachers as they follow the Cybus vans that kidnapped the homeless to Pete's, Pete's wife, Jackie's birthday party. Rose and the doctor also investigate the party and don servant garb to disguise themselves. Suddenly the party is interrupted by the Cybermen who smash into the house and surround the guests. Lumic calls the president, who is in attendance, telling him that he is moving forward with his plans and that all of humanity will be upgraded. Lumic tells everyone that upgrading is compulsory. A Cyberman kills the president for refusing mm. to comply. The partygoers panic, try to flee, and the Cybermen begin killing them. The Doctor and Rose and Pete escape the house and encounter Mickey and the preachers outside. And as the group is surrounded by Cybermen, the doctor tells everyone to surrender and tells the Cybermen that they are volunteering for the upgrade. The Cybermen tell them that they are incompatible and will be deleted. deleted. We surrender. Surrender. We surrender. (laughs) It is defended. So So uh, 
what do you think? Uh, what do you think of the Cybermen? I guess we'll start kind of that at the end. Like, where where do what do they do other than just grab you by the throat and electrocute you? They're like they a poor do... man's Iron Man. This I pretty much it made yeah. me because especially having watched a lot of like MCU movies recently, I think Iron Man three is when basically Tony Stark wants to put like the Iron Man all around the world, and like the Cybermen are that, but then you know they are actually humans and what's the, what do they say at the end i think um is it rose or mickey says like you know what what are they and or maybe it's the president i think the president says like what are they and he's like well they were the homeless but they don't have is it feelings mm. that he says oh and, and yeah it doesn't because it's because it feelings hurt much. yeah it hurts so right. they're basically just emotionless beings now it's like they take the the person's brain and, the, and their soul their humanity and strips it of any emotions that you could possibly have and you know, but I mean, what do they do? <laughs> Other than like walking, like you could walk away from these guys at a brisk pace, I think, and and get away. Like they don't, did they shoot anything? They can't. We haven't seen them shoot anything. Have we seen them shoot they, anything. They touch on the shoulder and and kill the president with like it's like the right. um the Miles Morales Spider Man like venom shock. Like he can touch you mm-hmm. and shock you like bam, give you that blast. That's what the Cybermen do. So they're close combat creatures is what they from are. From what I can tell. For, yeah. for right now, that's all we gather from yeah. them. Because the doctor seemed like like he normally does, like terrified of these things. Right. And even in that scene at the very end at the party when the Cybermen are finally in, like introduced en masse. Um, and, and it's not like they just – I mean they break through the windows and stuff like that. But it's not like they just are instantly – electrocuting and killing people i think the the president has a conversation with with one of them or maybe it's through his apple yeah i think he's, he's talking he's, to lumic kind of through the ear about ear pod yeah and, and and before mayhem breaks loose he has a conversation with him and um i don't know I, I, it was i i don't i'm trying to figure out like who would you be why? more frightened of a dalek or a cyberman oh a dalek you would. easily yeah yeah, but even even a Dalek, you can move. You know, if you if you got him in like narrow hallways or something like that, you could you could get around them. But, but like they can but fly, they can shoot things. They can, they can shoot fly. things. They can, yeah. And and, they, and I think they would just they could just threaten you by talking to you. Like the Cybermen, there really isn't anything threatening other than they do look. I mean, they are somewhat menacing, right? But you, I right. think you still could outrun it, and that's why at the end of this episode, when they're surrounded, it's like. Come on. Is that what they do? Is that is that just they they, they just have like strength so in numbers? Yeah. It could be, yeah. Right. And the doctor's so, seen him before because he when he goes on the computer and he, he like realizes what's coming out of those trucks, he's like, Oh, you know, I've seen them before. Or he says something, or not again, I think is what he says. Um, yeah. so he know you know, this obviously and then I think we can read that in the wiki, like the Cybermen are old um, yes. Doctor Who enemies that that were there before. So fans of the show were kind of when they saw the name Rise of the Cybermen, they knew what was coming. Right. Um, but I don't so know. I don't know. I guess we'll have to see it. And and uh, you know, it's it's a wait and see right now. I think they're cool looking. I think they're they're pretty cool. I think the the part that uh, and this is in the notes at the end too. Um, the part that it really it wasn't like it was almost like disturbing to me in its own way that. These are like humans that they transformed to do this against yep. their will. Oh, totally against their will. You yeah. know what I mean? It, it wasn't that they took like, you know, dead bodies or, 
zombies or something like right and and transform these people like these are like living human people that they upgraded yeah and 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 just recently hot off the heels of the new season of black mirror season five mm. and not to spoil anything for people that maybe want to watch that but there's an episode with miley cyrus and in that they're actually able to somewhat download her brain or her conscience and consciousness and that's not really what's happening here because there's a scene when Lumic gets the uh, homeless people and they, they have the ear pods in. And, and that other guy who is, looks like Lindsey Graham here, if you follow the government here in the United States, <laughs> basically is showing Lumic how he can tell them to turn left, turn right. And then they walk into a room and physically are transformed into the Cybermen. There's saws, like buzz saws, <laughs> weird. So this isn't a let's download their personalities and put them in these robotic things. These are straight up cyborg people that are half person half robots right. like what is under the shell of a of a cyberman that's what i want to know what is that human body underneath that like is what it is just it? a right. bloody pulp like that's yeah terrible man like, i don't know really, that, that's i don't gross. know and and it seems like you know everybody at least in britain anyway i don't know if, if around the world people are wearing these earbuds or but if just say it isn't So Britain just has wall-to-wall Cybermen, and I, then what? Like, what? What? What is? What's the end game? Exactly. Yeah, because Lumic. I mean, that, that that's kind of the story they set up for Lumic. Is he? He seems to be this person who, I don't want to say he's like a Steve Jobs type, but he he obviously has something with technology that the whole you know he's created these ear pods that then we do learn those ear pods are how people download news right you know, we see that cool. weird scene where everybody pauses but it, it's, it's he's cool. created this technology that everybody in the, in the country uses but right. part of that was also kind of for his own means to obviously create something like the cyberman but right. he himself we learn is sick and dying and so he ultimately i'm sure is going to be converted and, and this probably all started for him as a way to save himself then why not just do that? That's what I I don't know. That's what why, I was wondering. Why not? Why do you have to, to convert all these homeless people? <laughs> like, is it a better life to be a Cyberman if you're homeless? And what happens when he becomes a Cyberman? Does he still have like these the Cybermen we see? And and it could change next episode. We may see some that are more aware. But it seems like they just follow orders. If he became mm-hmm. one himself, would he also be emotionless and kind of? <laughs> awareless i don't know what the right term is like uh, not, not so like maybe that's why he realized like when we turn them into this they become just unaware and all they can do is become you know have the ability to follow orders and so like i'm just breathing my little gas machine in my little wheelchair and that's about all that i can do because i when if i turned myself i'm screwed and then then who's going to lead us lindsey graham listening to uh <laughs> the jungle song like that's is that what we're going to do here <laughs> I don't know, but you know he's gonna like turn into like the super Cyberman. Oh, he's got to Cyberman. You know what I mean? Like <clears throat> he has to. Is he gonna be so, a different color? Like he's not gonna be gray. <laughs> is he gonna be like red or like Vader, like black? He's gonna like, be just... patinaed. He's gonna be patinaed. <laughs> Bronze. But I I don't know. I don't, I don't know where this is going. I don't know the point of it all right now. But uh, the fact that they are. Um, you know, a reoccurring character and the doctor seemed to be genuinely afraid of them. I think we'll get that information. Yep. Next up, next up. And, wanna, and go, go ahead. ahead. I was going to say, go I want to talk about, cause I was going to shift. Do you have something else on the Cybermen? Cause I want to shift completely away from them. Completely. Um, no, I was just going to 
go off of the ending and just say like I, I don't know where they go from here. I don't know how they get out of this because how they, get out of it, yeah. they, they they wanted to you know he was surrendering, <laughs> and um, the Cybermen like weren't having it. They were just nope. like you're, you're not compatible. Basically, Delete. we know that you're not of this earth, so to speak, and they don't electrocute them or kill them or anything. But they, they don't think didn't seem like they were going to take them as prisoners. So I don't know where this goes. It'll be, it was kind of a good ending just to yeah. see where it which, picks up. Which also, did you notice they didn't show any preview? Like, cause remember not. we talked about that in the first season, people were pissed when they showed yeah. some of those, uh, previews for that, those follow-ups. And I, and I, I'm glad that they do that at least with these ones, right. with, with, with the to be continued. I'm completely fine with that. Yep. With, with completely new story arcs, I want to know the craziness. I need the tease. I, know the, I need <laughs> I the tease, yep. I it, yeah. um, but I want to shift gears to just talking about kind of what happens, how the episode opens with we have yeah. the TARDIS basically losing power, and they fall into this parallel universe. And I'm, I'm trying to think, like, I guess the original Father's Day episode kind of is a parallel universe, but the Doctor didn't really make it as much of a point that it's a parallel universe as he did in this episode did you notice that like it just seemed like when we saw father's day it was kind of like oh yeah you know things like and maybe that really wasn't even a parallel universe because yeah, really like was. he was he was still alive right and i guess whatever the i can't remember the creature's names that come because rose basically screws everything up oh, um yeah. but like this is a full is this our first true parallel universe that we've seen and to the point where the doctor mentions at one point when he's talking to mickey about that was one of the original jobs of the Time Lords was it was much easier because that's what Mickey says. He's like, I watch the movies and everybody jumps around all these universes. And the doctor's right. like, well, back before when there were multiple Time Lords, we could do that. We would jump around easy and we would basically go and fix things. And now it's just me. And so is he now just basically being the last, the only doctor left or Time Lord left? Does he just have to pick this universe that we've been in? this whole time and that's it like he can't jump around and that's why this jump to this parallel maybe really is a bigger deal than even he's almost making it appear to be you know because then at that I, point then everything hmm. he's done in that other universe now could potentially just be lost because now he's in this other universe and there's no more time lords to make those jumps maybe i'm way off here and i just had this thought as you were explaining all of this because he can't do that anymore, because he's the last Time Lord. And he made some comment that, you know, because all the Time Lords have died off. And he made some some comment that, you know, now there's like walls up and you can't break through those walls. Is there really only maybe like one Time Lord? And there's all like almost like incapacitated bodies of Time Lords. And if he wants to jump into this body that's in this dimension, Ooh. he can go access that body and then be there. And now that all of these Time Lords have died, he can't physically do that. Does that, does that make sense? But, but you're, so you're saying it, right? it's still him in each one? Because see, in my head, it's like... Still, right. That's what I, I'm saying. Like, I picture still him bodies, but I, th I just picture uh, uh, their Time Lords are a, either a race or it's just like, like Jedi. You know, it could be multiple races, but it's like you are deemed a Time Lord and they do their thing. Now, maybe there is only one Time Lord for each universe, but like from what we know about the Time War... I don't like I was now kind of hearing and as we're talking this out loud, like I, I guess I'm under the assumption that the time war that happened with the Daleks and all that was just in our universe, you know, like, and then maybe all, in a parallel universe that time war may just play out 
differently, right. but really it doesn't play out differently because he's saying all the time lords are dead. So it's like right. that that so it, what's the who's the war against at that point in that universe, which there still could be a time war, but it's not necessarily against the time lords, just as like in this universe Rose doesn't exist, she's a dog. Right. You know, right. so it's like yeah. things are just different. well she's a dog in, in our universe too. oh hey love hey you rose <laughs> i love you rose <laughs> but um and when we think war we think like you know lord of the rings everybody's like mashing their heads together in right. one could the war be a war that spans over all of these different dimensions and galaxies and one by one these these vessels for the time lord to be a part of were being killed it wasn't just all of these time lords were together yeah, maybe. fighting. Maybe, maybe, maybe that's that's code. maybe that's what the jump was when he says it was easy for us to jump. He was jumping into the bodies of the time lord for that universe. For that universe, and <sighs> now we can't Man. do that. My head just exploded. Yeah, I, I never it. even thought of it. I don't know nope. why that just popped in my head like that. But anyway, um, and then but just real quick back to just even kind of the beginning there when they make that jump, and then when he figures out. I think Mickey says, what's that light? He realizes something's there. He pulls out that thing that he needs to charge and he breathes yes. onto it to give it part of his life essence and takes off 10 years of his life. I mean, not that I ever thought so, he was immortal, but like I just never really contemplated his. I just thought he always regenerated so that he was just never going to die because he always regenerates. You know, he's always able to do that. Right. But he says, like, it took, it took 10 years off my life. And, How long do it, you live? That's the thing. Like, is 10 years... Is that an Earth like, year? Right, right. Is that an Earth... And is 10 years to him, like, 10 seconds to us? Yeah. Like, if you were to do that and say, oh, I took 10 seconds off my life, you'd do it willingly, and, you know, what's the big deal? Is that the right. same to him? I, don't, I have no idea. That was that was a pretty good moment. Yeah, I like that. That was pretty cool. And, and we're finding... When he did that, we're, we're like... Between that and then in the girl in the fireplace, when he, like, kind of went into her brain... Kind of discovering mm. like new powers that he has. Yeah. Between those two things, which we never, you know, we're still learning. You and I are anyway. Yeah. Still, still learning about. <laughs> I this think guy. we're gonna for the next eleven years doing this podcast. <laughs> but I just don't think it'll make him like Superman, where they just invent shit for him. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I, I, I just if I if I went somewhere right now and read like an encyclopedia write up of Doctor Who, would everything be there? Or would it just be like something is created that nobody in the Doctor Who universe knew just because they needed to create something for him for that one particular episode? Yeah, I hope I it's know. not that way, but I don't know. I don't know. Actually, today um, we were at the library and um, my daughter, I forget what book she was looking at, but it happened to be kind of in an area where they have like, I mean, they're fiction books, but it was more like, you know, here's the everything you need to know about Doctor Who, like picture books and things. Like that. And they had like three or four Who books. And my daughter's like, Dad, you should get that. And I'm like, no. Yeah. Like part of me really <laughs> wanted to, but I was like, yeah. no, that holds all the answers. And I don't want that book. Like, I don't want the answers. Like, that's the whole point. Yeah. There was even I a know. novel. They had like a new section or it was a, a little sci-fi section, like spindle at the front. And um, there was a Doctor Who novel. And I was like, really? oh, man, I would love to read it. But I don't know who, which doctor that is. I don't know where it takes place, what it could spoil. So, well, I even sent you that. Article keep it away about, from all that. I even sent you the article about, um. That Good Omens show that started. Yes. And how people are finding Doctor Who Easter eggs. finding Easter eggs, And I yeah. sent it to you, and I'm like, I just read the headline. I don't want to read the article. But it's cool that they're yep. in there somewhere. Have so. you, did you watch? You watched, did you watch all the first episode of that? I haven't got through the first episode okay. yet. 
but I have. Uh, I, what I've liked so far, it seems pretty good. Yep, Tenet's great. He's a great Tenet man. That 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 show is making me love him even more. <laughs> mm, I'm loving Tenet. I think he might become uh, my favorite soon. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about Mickey because Mickey, Mickey, this is a good. Um, I think just good Mickey episode. I'm gonna say because you know you get with a the exception good of one scene, but go ahead. Well, you get a couple I'll good t- moments. You get the one, obviously, him and the doctor talking about the Time Lords. You get the one scene when you know they find Rose to tell her he's like, I figured it out. And at this point, Rose, you know, wants to go figure out what's up with her parents and that. And her and Mickey both leave. They're like, we have 24 hours, mm-hmm. and. The doctor's like, you can't go, you can't go. And they're both going. And then Mickey looks at the doctor and he's like, you know, you got to choose one. And he's like, I know you're not going to choose me. You're never going right. to choose me. You know, I'd like, I mean, I, I don't know. Dude, I just thought that was like. You liked that part? That's liked, the one part? I liked no. it, man. No, no. That, that's the one. Because he's a whiny little bitch, uh, man. Like, just yeah, go yeah. on, man. Just, just go do your own thing. But the way it'd be fine if he said something like, <clears throat> I, I know you're going to go with her. Just go with her. But he did the whole like, you always go with her, man. You always do it. I know you do. Like he he like cried about it. And I'm See, like, come on. Man. And maybe it was that moment, and then it, this was like a tragic episode because then we learn the backstory of Mickey, right? And, right. and then that, you that, right. and you find out that his grandmother died. She fell down the stairs, which I don't want to laugh about, but I just thought that was most shows don't say a your grandmother fell down, down the, the stairs. Yeah, blind woman falling down the stairs. That's kind of weird. Um, but then you even have, you know, the conversation between Rose and the doctor. And when Rose is saying that and the doctor's like, oh, well, I never knew. And, she, you know, you never told me. And he's like, well, you never asked. He's like Mickey never said yeah. anything. It's just kind of like, yeah, he just Mickey. He's goofy, silly Mickey. But deep down, he's holding all this other stuff in. And like the the moment where he's saying that to the doctor, he's just kind of like, yeah, I know. I'm. It, you could tell he just. I don't want to say that he doesn't feel like he has self-worth, but it was kind of one of those things where he's like, yeah, I'm, I'm just Mickey, right? Like I'm yeah. just, I'm, I'm Mickey, whatever. I know you don't want to come with me. Go with her. The choice is easy. And yeah. Like, I, and, and- I feel bad for Mickey. Like this was an episode where I, I really felt some true emotion. Like he wasn't the silly Mickey that I'm used to for me, the perception yeah. coming away from this episode. Yeah. Aside from that, that one scene they were just talking about, you do, you do have some, you know, you do feel bad for him. And even uh, in that scene where, where Rosa and the doctor are talking about him and the doctor is like, well, you never asked or Rosa, Rosa's like, you never asked or whoever said it. And, and Rose makes a comment like we take him for granted. Yeah. She makes that comment. So I, but is it one of those things where they will finally like come around to like, Basically accepting him as one of the group, I don't think so. I think I that's know. always going to be his, he's always going to be like the outsider. I feel. Yep. And um, but the but what about calling him Ricky? Like, oh yeah, like the did, the other was that known? Like, did did the doctor know that and call him Ricky in the beginning, like the first season with oh, Eccleston? Oh, I didn't I didn't pick up on that. Yeah, dude, you I didn't remember? even think of that. I totally forgot that. I just was yeah. thinking we're in a parallel universe. It's Ricky, not Mickey. That's but, right, yeah. But Eccleston would always just – you always just thought he was just being an idiot <laughs> and calling him Ricky. So is there something to that or I, – I don't know. That might be going deep, but, but that that's a good nod at least, I would think, at least to that. Right. It was called him that. Or just and, rhymes. And he, right, right. <laughs> or we're just in a parallel universe and that's what it is. But in the very beginning, um, when he's – holding that button down (laughs) in the TARDIS and uh, 30 minutes or whatever it is. And Rose and the doctor are again talking about their 
you know, and giggling. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> they, he's like, "Did you forget about me?" <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's "No, right for... there. He's <laughs> yeah. right there holding a button." And he's like, "Should I keep holding this?" And the, do- the face in the doctor was great. He's just like, oh, uh, "No, no, yeah, you, you can let go of that." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Well, why was I doing that?" He's like, oh, "I was." calibration just calibrated <laughs> and th- but then that's when the thing blew up so it almost made me wonder like is that what caused that's true yeah. the explosion it wasn't like had the doctor and rose been paying attention to what they just did for right. ricky there like maybe that wouldn't have happened and what do you and we and i alluded to it in the beginning but <clears throat> number one you knew that the when the big explosion happens like immediately after the doctor's like tardis is dead it ceased to exist it's the last one in existence there's no more tardis this is it you completely know it's not the end of the TARDIS. You know right, what I mean? Right. Like it, it's one of the most central figures of the show, but I just didn't feel like they did a good job of selling that. No. Yeah. I totally agree. Yeah. Like it, I said, it, Cause it just, they breeze over it. And then five minutes later, he's breathing into a little crystal right. and you're good to go. Like there's no, yeah. no issue. So yeah. Yeah. I, that see that could be, and we may, I mean, it wouldn't surprise me if we don't get an episode like that at some point where the TARDIS is just down and like they're stranded mm. somewhere for extended episodes like that i think would be a great mm, a great arc because right. because yeah this is the last tardis man this is it and and without the tardis there's so many things they can't do right they can't translate languages i mean matt what yeah. could we have an episode where they get stuck somewhere and it's a whole different language and they just can't understand the people that are around them and right you know that, i think that would be an interesting story right. um let's talk about i would say jackie and kind of That's her, who I was gonna bring. Yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, classic Jackie. You know, I I love that they keep bringing her in, finding yeah. ways to kind of weave her into all this, and even Pete, even her dad. You know, just him coming yeah. back, uh, I thought was neat. Um, I love you know that's her 40th birthday party. She's like, nope, 39. 39. Like, that's, yeah, yeah. Because she has the same birthday as Cuba Gooding Jr. <laughs> like, <laughs> of all people, it's awesome. Um, but. Uh, what an outfit she had on too by the yes. way jeez she um, gets pissed at rose man she when does rose has that conversation with pete and then kind of realizes like oh wow they're separated goes to talk to her mom to try to like save it and mm-hmm. then i mean she just gets pissed she's like how dare you comment on my marriage like you're just staff you're just a lonely yeah. serving girl right like, yeah money wow. has gotten to her but it doesn't seem like it's gotten to pete though no he's still no. like that kind of like cool dad type of person mm. who's now successful like his quirky yeah. little uh gadgets and whatnot have been successful in the form of a almost like a drink soft drink yeah yep red uh, fizzy soft drink but yeah what yeah what is it the president you could tell is kind of just like yeah you're just selling this pop it tastes <laughs> yeah. like pop that's what he says <laughs> it's crazy yeah. so um what else there's another big big scene um Oh. Well, well, you know, uh, Mickey being mistaken for oh, yeah. Ricky. Yeah, that whole moment. Yep. Um, so when the when pictures. they when Mickey goes to see his grandmother, um, he does, and the he looks behind her, and the the steps are, or the the carpet on the steps is is ripped in this universe too, which is how she dies, and mm-hmm. that was a good moment, like we said it you know, reconnecting with her and then he gets kidnapped. Well, you think he gets kidnapped in, at first, but it's really just like his, I guess this clan that they have that are like the anti-establishment. Yep. Yeah. They don't have the ear pods in and, um, they're trying to take down like Cybus industries, whatever. Mm-hmm. And then in, they think it's Ricky and, um, 
you know, Mickey kind of just makes his way through the conversation thinking he's knowing what they're talking about. And obviously he doesn't, they get back to their home base and who does he see is Ricky, who is him. So I thought it was cool. That's, that's always cool when stuff like that happens. But the, uh, what'd you think of like when they were putting their faces right next to each other? The Mickey and Rick, like you could totally tell it was yeah. just not the best no. split screen work by that, but I don't it know. Was, I, I did like what what's his name? Noel Clark, I think, is the actor that plays Mickey. I yeah. liked like his mean, like when he was Ricky, like just oh yeah, man. That dude, like yeah. just his stares are kind of just like serious. So like him being like evil Mickey as in Ricky, like it just I, I thought it was great. Like they yeah. would do one scene when he's like tied up, he's what like in his underwear or whatever. And, um, you know, he's all like scared sitting in the chair and then just, you have like, you know, Ricky looking all mean, I thought was kind of neat. Yep. Um, that whole look but, was fit. And then when at the end, when they go to the party and the Cybermen are there, this, this ragtag team shows up with guns and, uh, Rose runs to who she thinks is Mickey and she yep. like throws her arms around Ricky and his reaction is just, what's he saying? He's basically just like, who the hell are you? More or less. <laughs> It's great. great so. Did you notice? Um, and because it stuck out to me, I, I watched the episode twice, and, and the first time it definitely stuck out, and then the second time, I, you know, I was kind of looking for it again. Um, but the moment Rose and the Doctor, so they, for them, they use the psychic paper, mm-hmm. and of all the things, of course, they they choose to be waiters, basically. But mm-hmm. did you notice the way that scene was shot? I don't think we've had a scene like that before. They, it's them walking through the door, and then it was like a, a shaky cam with the camera moving. You you know hmm. what I mean when I'm saying that? Like every other scene looks like, like you could tell that scene was a handheld camera. Like usually, everything up to this point, it's literally the camera's got to be sitting on the normal camera's shot or and they're running on a dolly or whatever. And everything's smooth. Right. That moment they walk through the door, they kind of come through, and just everything that's said. Like I think that's when the the doctor says like, "Oh, that's the president over there." And Rose says, "The president, you know, this has a president, not a prime minister. Who told you that?" And she says, "Who it is?" And she's like, "Oh, either that or she's." You know, whatever the way, just right. the camera's moving there. I don't think we've seen that huh. yet. I don't know That's if you noticed true. that. Like, it just kind of like stood out to me. I was like, wow, like this is a different scene. There's like just the way, the way it looks. It looks different than what we've seen up to this point. So I don't know if that's hmm. something that it's going to carry forward in some of these episodes that we may get moments like that. That's interesting. Um, yeah, that's and that's true. I'm thinking back. Like everything is just very like, uh, like like st- I don't know what the technical term is. Yeah, for, that's the you know, we're not directors, but no. The only analogy I could think of is it was somebody with a handheld camera, like, moving, like making their way tell through. It's it's you know it's kind of going up and down a little bit, and just the way it's yeah. moving. And the show up to this point has not been like that at all. And I have an interesting show note about who directed this oh, at the end too. So I have something to do with it, right there. Yeah, yeah. What did you think of? I couldn't make a connection between the doctor. He said it two or three times where he compared this universe to like a gingerbread house. Did you, did you pick up on that? No, I didn't. Where, he, where did he say that? He said it like, uh, he said it once to, I think he said it once to Rose and once to Mickey and Rose said something. And for the second time, Rose said something and he's like, yeah, like I said, a gingerbread house. And they both times were talking about like this parallel universe. And I don't know what, what that means i mean what when you call something a gingerbread house what are you saying that it can just be eventually destroyed or that it can fall apart easily or mm. yeah i don't know i don't know like what is that when you, i when don't you call that? I, I 
You can eat I it. Can't make a connection. <laughs> yeah, I know. You can like, eat the Cybermen. That's what they do with all the, the rest of the body parts. They don't. Uh... I don't know. Is it like pieced together or something? Like, is it not? I mean, that could be. Maybe it's just it kind of that. all these different things pieced together, and it's so it's like that's yeah. why like Rose still exists in this world, but it's not the Rose from our world. And like Mickey technically is there, but he's Ricky, and he's this other person, and maybe that's what he means. So it's still kind of the same. Every gingerbread house kind of looks the same, but where do you put the pieces? And what those pieces are might be different every time. Right. You know, it's, yeah, it's Maybe that's what trying it to find like the exact line, but I can't, I can't find it. I don't know, hmm. but I thought it was interesting. Overall, so, man, I liked it, but I think I'm with yeah. you. Like I, I need to know how this thing ends before I can really give my full impressions. I think of it, but I think, you know, this was for new people like us, they had to introduce the Cybermen. I don't know what the story of the Cybermen were from the original who, but yeah. I do kind of like this setup. I think there is still really that question that we asked earlier. Why would Lumic do this if he's really just trying to save himself? But, you know, maybe his original intent wasn't to save himself. Maybe it was to literally just create this these race of people um, right. or, or cyborgs that he can rule the world with. But then now it's leading into he may need to use that technology to save himself. Because they did right. say, like, there were rumors running that he was getting sick so it's like you think the technology of the earpieces and all that um was in development before he got sick you know he probably used to do the steve jobs things and go out and here's mm-hmm. the, the newest ear pod or whatever it is which right. by the way he can also not only use to download things to people but he himself can upload things because we see him yeah. do that with jackie with, he uploads jackie. like the time of the party the security yeah. all that stuff so right. it's also giving him access to every person essentially everywhere Right, uh, and I thought that scene was cool. Not the the Jackie scene was cool, and 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 she because she was like you know putting makeup on, looking in the mirror, and all of a sudden she just like tunes out, and like she didn't know that it happened. So that's scary. Right. That's almost yep. like you know something that's going on Gives in him today's tons world. Of power, <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? Yep. Like we don't know what our phones are information mm-hmm. they're taking from us unbeknown so and then when he's done she just like kind of snaps out of it and like what was that but the scene where rose and uh the doctor are walking down the street and everybody just stops mm-hmm. it's like something out of uh was that m night movie where everybody starts walking backwards uh the, the happening the, the happening the yeah. happening everybody just is silent and because rose has her phone like that's basically her earbud is is her phone so yeah. uh everybody that's around them is just silent as can be but they're all getting information like world news sports and then at the very end it's a, a joke. joke and everybody just laughs and it <laughs> was creepy as hell yep like just imagine being in that setting and all of a sudden everybody just laughs and just moves on with their yeah, yeah and you're not part of it you know no. you, you don't have the ear the ear pods in <laughs> so. crazy all right <laughs> well, i think that's it for that one what do we got uh in terms of notes what, what so we get uh, with the, the director, I said, so this is the first episode of the 2005 version of Doctor Who to be directed by uh, Graham Harper, the only director of the 1963 version of the show to direct for the revival. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. There you go. Yeah. Um, according to Russell Davies, the fact that Jackie has her 40th birthday in the episode was deliberate. If obscure, reference reference to the fact that Rise of the Cybermen occurred on the 40th anniversary of the 10th planet. I don't know what the 10th planet is, but it's something Doctor Who related, I'm sure. And then did you notice like this had a lot of 
Star Wars, like not like Rise of the Cybermen is like Rise of the Skywalker. <laughs> wow. <laughs> and there was another one in there somewhere. I can't remember where it is, but um, early drafts of the story featured, quote, body shops where wealthy people would purchase new cybernetic limbs. Davies vetoed this element because he found it unbelievable because everything up to this point in the show has been completely believable. Hmm. Uh, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so let's see. Davies decided. Davies decided that it made quote little sense when a cyborg cyborg foe would inevitably encounter the Doctor for the writers to invent an entirely new cyborg race when the Cybermen were already an established success. So that I found interesting, because yeah, we know the Cybermen <clears throat> were old characters, right? And you know, the, the way that the doctor responded to them, it seems like maybe he didn't have a good encounter with them back then. So I thought that was maybe a good idea on Davies to not just recreate this race when they've already been successful in the past. Yeah. Kind of what I took of that. Pretty smart. Good way to do it. Um, okay. And here is the Harry Potter thing, dude. I had no clue. I, 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 I've seen all the Harry Potter movies, and I'm not going to say like I'm a Harry Potter like fanatic. It's one of those things where like I watch them all, and now when they're like, you know, on TNT on the weekend, Every weekend. sometimes I'll just put them on in the background. And I've seen Goblet of Fire many times. And in that two minute part that it's David Tennant, no clue was him. The reason I'm bringing it up is because um, the, the guy who plays Lumic, um, I guess, was in Harry Potter, too. He was. Yeah. Yeah. Who was he in, in Harry Potter? He is. Uh, I think he's. um. Tenet's dad, is he? Burtimus Crouch is his name. Burtimus Crouch mm. Sr., it's saying, is who he is. And that's the guy. Is I it? Can okay. Burtimus Crouch. I had no clue. He's the that minister was David for magic. When, when did you know that was David Tennant? Like since we've been doing the show or before? I, well, I knew prior because I've just, I, I've told you before, I work with a guy who loves Doctor Who. And just like, you know, we were kind of going through, I was like, who's your favorite doctor? And he's like, David Tennant. And I was like, oh, you know, which one is that? And he's like, well, he was the guy that was in Harry Potter. Okay. And so I don't really like ever like would watch Harry Potter and say that's David Tennant or whatever. It was just I've heard that like David Tennant, he's the guy that was in Harry Potter. Like, okay, he's the guy that's in Harry Potter. Right. So that's just kind of what I know. So I went and watched the scene. I found it on YouTube and I'm like, wow, that's I've seen the scene, you know, probably like so 10 times, times yep. and just never put the connection together. Mm-hmm. So um, let's see. Dun, 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 dun. The writer, I guess, of this episode uh, hoped to reimagine the Cybermen not so much as mere villains, but as sad figures, which he thought could be made terrifying through the notion of victims being upgraded into Cybermen rather than being killed. That's kind of what I had said during uh, our recap. It's a little Mm -hmm. bit creepier that there are humans in there somewhere rather than people being exhumed or whatever i mean it is sad because it's like they're doing it against their will but then in the same sense it's like is it almost once they kind of do it against their will and then now they have this power it's like fight the power right it's like (laughs) you know what you 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 we were homeless you wouldn't help us before these people helped us and gave us the power now you're dead right delete delete (laughs) delete delete. (laughs) um and then in sticking with the cybermen i guess it was a a trivial thing that the story reintroduces Cybermen's iconic teardrop motif after a 31-year absence. So did you notice that? Like in the corner of their eye? I did, yeah. Yeah, so uh, 
This aspect of their design had last appeared in 1975's Revenge of the Cybermen. There it is, Revenge of the Cybermen. So we have Revenge of the Cybermen, which is Revenge of the Sith, and Rise <laughs> of the Cybermen, which is Rise of the Skywalker. So once again, Doctor Who. Hmm. Um, so it, it appeared in 1975's Revenge of the Cybermen, having been present on their faces since 1968's The Wheel in Space. Um so 1988 Silver Nemesis featured the Cybermen sporting their original circular eye holes. So at one point they didn't have them, and this kind of like reintroduced them. So I don't know why that's trivial. I don't know, maybe that just kind of pisses off the fanboys or something. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, this is the first episode in which the Doctor breaks tradition of wearing white. And I am taking this off of the, uh, the, the fan page. Plimsolls. With his brown suit, huh. limbsoles are basically shoes. Is what they are. I guess it's the British version of shoes. I don't know. Um, so this is the first episode in which the Doctor breaks tradition of wearing white plimsolls with his brown suit, red plimsolls with his blue suit, and black plimsolls with his black suit. Okay. By wearing black ones with his brown suit. <laughs> <laughs> Did you get all that? Sure. Yep. Um, according to, I guess, a paper called The Sun, Lloyd Pack broke his leg just days before filming began on the episode, requiring the script being rewritten to place his character, John Lumick, in a wheelchair. Wow. Writer Tom McRae told Doctor Who magazine issue number 369 that no rewrites were necessary and the script had always had Lumick in a wheelchair. So, of hmm. course, you have to go with the newspaper because that's more reliable than the person who actually wrote the, <laughs> the episode. Wow. That's what we do either way. Kind of cool. Kind of adds something to the character. Yeah. Um, and then the same doctor who magazine number three sixty eight confirmed that this story was inspired by the big finish productions, audio play spare parts. Russell T Davies had previously described as some of the finest drama ever written for any genre in any medium anywhere. And I looked it up. Spare Parts is like a just like a book. It's a, you can hmm. get it like an, as an audio book. And if you want to get the audio book, I think it's like two and a half hours. But um, I've read up on it. And mm -hmm. a lot of people say like it's, it's almost like, you know, like um, like the Star Wars world. They have all these like extra yeah. books and stuff like that, you yep. know, like the Thrawn book that I'm reading and everything. Well, um, those are now all actually considered canon. They're all canon, the right. The old ones were all actually expanded universe, but they're all canon. Right, now. yeah. <clears throat> I, it, that's where this stuff goes, too. Like, And you even saw it. You saw it in the yeah. library. You said yeah. you saw it. Like, they had it. So this, this one in particular, I guess this, what I say was spare parts, uh -huh. is from everything that I see, like one of the most well-known ones and one of the most well-liked like ones and well-respected ones thinks it's like, like he said, it's like one of the most finest dramas ever written. Wow. So uh, maybe I have to go and check that out. Yep. Um, so let's see. Finally, a kind of like a review. Digital Spies, Deck Hogan, reacted positively to Rise of the Cybermen, describing the new Cybermen as stunning, not only looking fantastic, but being genuinely scary at the same time. He particularly praised how storyline ties in with our obsession with upgrading everything. And that I like. That that line's a good, like, we do. 
Yep. Do, do we not want like the latest and greatest of everything? And when is the latest and greatest going to be like ourselves mm -hmm. <laughs> transforming ourselves into the latest and greatest of anything? So that was cool. And then uh, 9.22 million people Oof. watched this episode. So an increase from. Yeah. What was it? There was something on this. Was it the FA Cup or something went over? Before this, I forget where I saw that. There, there was something mm -hmm. where it was like it was supposed to air at like seven fifteen or something, and it didn't oh, air for right. like twenty yes. minutes later because there was a soccer match. You're right. So maybe it had some. It was like the Super Bowl. <clears throat> yep. Like the Super Bowl always shows just hung out and watching. Yeah, the exactly. Cybermen are back. Look at this stuff and watch it. All right. So. Uh, all right. And that's it for the notes. Uh, next episode, we are going to be watching the Age of Steel. And a quick little uh, synopsis from this. It says, The Cybermen take control of London and start converting the populace. While Jackie falls under Lumix's control, the Doctor, Rose, and Mickey are reduced to fugitives in a world of terror. A last desperate attack on the cyber factory is their only chance at regaining normalcy. Now, let me ask you this. Do, do they try to fix this parallel Earth? Or just get or, the hell out of there? Yeah. Or do 24 hours pass and they're like, we're out. You're on your own. I don't know, man. We'll see. Like, it, it's kind of the end game thing, right? In end game, it was like, hey, if you take this stone from spoiler alert for Avengers Endgame, but it's like, <laughs> if you take my stone, like it messes my time up. Like, right. I can't let you take it. Like, yeah, things are kind of going awry. But really, is this is this their doing? Not per se, but knowing the doctor, the doctor, and knowing just what a time lord and a doctor kind of is, like. He's just, they're going to have to help out. Like, they, you right. don't just, he can't do yeah, it. Me, you or I, we'd probably bounce. Oh, I'm out. But him, no. They're, they're going to they're gonna make this right. They'll make it work. I think you're right. For sure. Uh, what's going to happen is, like, Jackie or Pete are going to be in, so, in some sort of, like, predicament. Rose isn't going to be able to leave them, knowing that it's not really her mother and father, but it looks like their mother and father. And she's going to want the doctor to help them. and. <laughs> yeah. Rose is going to screw this whole thing up. but Yep. But uh, all right. Well, let's wrap it up there. Uh, don't forget, be sure to follow us on Instagram, Tardy Tardis Podcast. You can also follow us on Twitter at Tardis Tardy. And, of course, email us, the Tardy Tardis Podcast at gmail.com. We'd love to hear your feedback, anything we've gotten wrong, anything you want to tell us. We love reading your emails, guys, so please keep sending mm. them. And, again, help spread the word about the show if you can. We've been getting more and more listeners every single week. Um, so you guys must be doing something out there. So help spread the word if you can about the show. Uh, <laughs> anybody you know that either watches Doctor Who or even if they don't, or if you're posting on any forums or anything out there, please help spread the word about the show. Because uh, the more listeners we have, just the the you know the bit more emails and things we'll get to help us produce more content. The more, the more the things show. we can do, right? That's exactly. Right. Yep. So uh, all right, everybody. Well, thank you for tuning into this episode. And with that, we'll catch you next time. Watch yeah, out for yeah. The <laughs> Delete. Delete. Don't delete this button. <laughs>